Hallelujah. For everyone joining us on all of our platforms, I want to welcome you very specially uh, to tonight's gathering. Wherever you are joining us, I wanted to put distractions away from you and invite other people who should be a part of the service. Let them join us uh, so that we can have a great time of fellowship together. As a custom, uh, as is our custom, you know that uh, it's the first midweek event of the month, so we're going to be spending some time together to pray tonight. We're also going to be partaking of the communion. Uh, so if you're joining us from home, uh, if you're not in the car <laughs> or you're not in transit, I will ask that you gather some materials together, communion elements, we call them. So whether it's bread, wafers, uh, juice, um, you know, any kind of drink that you can find, just uh, put them somewhere close so that when the time comes for us to partake of the communion, it will be easy for you to join us. And I say it again, please put distractions away from us, I mean from you. If you are in transit and you have something you can put in your, in your hairs, please do that so that you can hear me and hear me well and pay attention. Tonight, uh, let's get into very important discussion. Uh, and then we will spend some time to pray together. And lastly, we'll partake of the communion and worship God with a substance before we go. Are we ready? Can you help me look at your neighbor and ask your neighbor, how's your week been? All right. Uh, if you don't have a neighbor with you at home or wherever you are, I hope your week has gone very well. And I pray that the rest of this week will come with God's goodness to you in the name of Jesus. Psalm 32. Psalm 32. Let's start from there and I'll read from verse 7 of Psalm 32. I'm discussing tonight about the need for each and every one of us to crave for divine guidance at this time. And that it's the heritage of every believer to be able to hear from God and gain direction. In the time of crisis, it's a time that you and I need divine direction the most. The, well, part of the offshoot of the pandemic is that people have had to make all kinds of decisions. All kinds of decisions. Because there's been all kinds of displacement, and in the midst of displacement, you have to make decisions. You have to keep making the right decisions if you will end in the right place. And I pray for everyone under the influence of this service tonight that you will end up in the right place. In the precious name of Jesus. So as we get into this new month, and as we start the, the, the new series on Everyday Supernatural, if you weren't in church on Sunday, we announced it that we're going to a new series. And I'm excited about what God will do in the life of everyone as we start to emphasize the need for us to be aware that God wants to us, wants you and I, to live our everyday life, our sleeping, our waking moment, our time at work, our time with family. Every time that we spend should have uh, uh, should be supernatural. Let me just put it like that. That's why we've tapped this new series, Everyday Supernatural. And I, I want somebody to understand tonight, whether in good time or bad time, one of the most important privilege of knowing Christ or being a child of God is the ability to be able to communicate with God. The ability to be able to gain uh, direction from God, the capacity to hear from him or pick signals from him is uh, one of the greatest heritage that a believer in Christ should celebrate. 
now, in a time of crisis, it now becomes even a, a, a stronger imperative that you and I should be able to hear God and walk with God. That we should be able to hear God, hear Him clearly, and walk with Him. Because He wants to guide us. So Psalm 32, when you read from verse 7, in the New King James Version, it says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. You are my hiding place. I read it one more time. You shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Sailor, which means pause and think or meditate. And while the psalmist was singing this song and paused and was thinking and meditating, I presume God started to talk to him. And that's what we see there, verse 8. He said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will guide you with my eyes. I will guide you with my eyes. Look at verse 9. He said, do not, do, 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 do not be like the horse or like the mule, which have no understanding, which must be honest, must be harnessed with beat and bridle. Hells, they will not come near you, except they are honest, you know, honest with, uh, with, with, with beat and bridle. And some people are like that. Especially around now. You know, there's an important conversation, for instance, amongst young people about, especially people in Nigeria here, about to stay or to leave. They call it Japa. Yeah. To stay or to leave. It's an important conversation that's going on. And the truth is that you can't blame anyone from thinking about that. Because as human beings, uh, we generally gravitate away from chaos and discomfort, and we move, you know, it's like human beings are built for heaven, not for hell. So when a place is becoming hellish, people have a way of gravitating towards heaven. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So people have innate desire to move towards peace, towards provision, towards, you know, enjoyment, which is why I said, God created us to be with him, to fellowship with him, to be his children. And he wants us to be with him eternally in heaven. So it's okay to desire heaven on earth. That's what I'm saying. So if, you, if you're considering that, it's not a bad thing. It's just that on this planet earth, heaven is not a location. It's divine presence. Wherever God is, that's why we sing the song, your presence is heaven to me. Wherever God is, per time, that's heaven. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And that's where God wants you to be. So for you, it may not be to relocate to somewhere else. It may be appropriate for someone. It may be appropriate for you. It may not be appropriate for someone else. So that somebody will not say, Pastor, why are you saying for you, for you, and you're saying someone else? Use it the other Okay, I'll use it the other way. It may be appropriate for you <laughs> to relocate, and it may not be appropriate for somebody else. And it may not be appropriate for you to relocate, and it may be appropriate for somebody else. The important thing is that you allow yourself to be guided by God. Many people are trying to leave maybe a paid employment to start a business, 
or leave one particular organization for the other. All kinds of things going on. All kinds, I mean, choosing a business partner, uh, choosing where to invest. In time of crisis, a time where people make significant investment decisions because they're thinking of what is ahead and where to be able to secure what they have worked for. So you see, the next one year, two years in this country, there will be, uh, more than ever before, a need for each believer to prove their relationship with God by consistently making the right decision, which is what proves that you are working in the supernatural. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Where you are divinely guided in all that you do. And like the psalmist, you can say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want, because he leads me beside the still water. Say amen, somebody. Yeah. He leads me beside the still waters. That's what every believer should crave for at this time. It's not good enough for me to be a tongue-talking, Bible-carrying, church-going, whether online or physical uh, believer, and yet I can't even get one decision right. It, just, it doesn't work together. Yeah. So there's a need for you and I like the psalmist heir, to be able to say, you are my hiding place and you shall preserve me from trouble. You shall surround me with songs of deliverance. And to think and meditate on that enough. That's why I put Selah. And then he said, I will teach you. I will instruct you. I will teach you in the way that you should go. The word that is translated, instruct, teach there, is the word uh, uh, in the Hebrew, yara, which speaks to the way instruction is given in archery when you use bow and arrow. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Uh, it's like giving foundational guidance or principles of how something works. God says, I want to lead you, uh, guiding you through certain foundations of how you should live your life or the steps that you should take. They say, make your hands stable. If you want to shoot an arrow, make your hands stable. Focus on the target because you want to hit the bull's high. Your posture is important. How you stand. You have to take the right posture. You have to, you know, you, you, you have to be stable. You have to be steady. You have to be focused. And God, it's like God is saying, I, I want to teach you like that. I want to help you to be steady. I want to help you to be steadfast. I want to help you uh, to position yourself. I want to help you to be focused. Because it's time for each and every one of us to be focused. It's time for us to be focused. So it's important that you and I have this at the back of our minds. As we pray tonight, we're going to be praying about the things that cause believers to be blinded. Because it's possible for a believer to be blinded towards the will of God. It's very possible. Every one of us must understand that God really wants to lead us. He wants to lead us. You know what the scripture says in Romans, uh, Romans 8? Romans 8, when you read from verse 12, Romans 8 from verse 12, Therefore, brethren, we are not debtors. It said, Therefore, brethren, sorry, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if we live according to the flesh, you will die. But if you, by the Spirit, you put to death 
the deeds of the body, you will live. And you know the popular verse 14, it says, For as many, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. How do, you, how do I prove that I'm a child of God is that I can be led by the Spirit of God. And I love uh, verse 15. Put verse 15 for me, please. Verse 15. Uh, it says, uh, For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you receive the spirit of adoption. Somebody say, I have the spirit of adoption. Say, so I've been adopted by God. By the blood of Jesus. I've been translated from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. Glory be to Jesus. That's what the scripture says. For you do not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father, which is Daddy. You know, when you adopt a child, the child may have another father or may never even have, may not, never have had any father figure. The child starts to bear your name and then the child has the right to call you daddy. And then the child will gain all the privilege of being a son or a daughter in your home. And the Bible says we, 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 we've not received again the spirit of fear, which, which, uh, 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 the spirit of bondage, which, which leads to fear. But we have received the spirit of adoption. And by that we cry, Abba, Father. And look at verse 16. He said, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I'm a child of God. One of the ways God leads us is by Spirit bearing witness in our spirit. You know, you know, you know the easiest way to explain this is, uh, is when you grow, if you have grown up with your parents... Over a period of time, I know what I'm saying is contestable, but over a period of time, something starts to tell you that if anybody even tries to convince me that this man or this woman did not give back to me, it's a lie. I know. I know that this is my mother or this is my father. Because there's something, you know, <laughs> you know they say, they say humorously, or I don't know whether it's humorously, that the, the person that can tell the real paternity of a child is the mother, not the father. But you know there's a way. <laughs> I don't know if somebody here understands what I'm talking about tonight. There's a way that based on a knowing that is unnatural. That's difficult for anybody to convince me that this is not my father. Let me now put something else on it. Because I've, I've interacted with families where this has happened before. When a choice is made, I remember talking to a man who had a, a paternity dispute over his son. And the man looked at me and said, PG, he said, I've made up my mind. Whether the paternity test is positive or negative, I have decided that this boy is my son. And there's nothing anybody can do about it. Only he can change it. <laughs> That's the kind of relationship that you and I have with God. You know, sometimes it, you use medical science to settle such dispute, but when two people agree, I mean, when that guy said that to me, my respect for him just went off the roof. That so, somebody can love someone this much, 
Because what he told me was like, so what, what am I going to do with the paternity test? This guy, even if by any chance I'm not his father, who's going to claim him or, or uh, the kind of love that I have for him, I don't care again whether it's my seed or not. I, I love him and I just want him. <laughs> and that's what God is saying over some people here tonight. Even if you don't believe, maybe because of your sin or because of anything that you're a child of God, God says, I, I, I'm not going to change my mind about you. And I want to guide you. I want to lead you. Because the joy of a father, a real father, is that you guide your children and help them to succeed. God wants, you, wants to help you to succeed this season. One thing that you need to take care of is to develop that capacity to be able to hear him and hear him well. Glory be to Jesus. God wants to lead us by the inner witness, he wants to lead us. I mean, time will not permit me to share on the different ways that God leads. He wants to lead us by his peace. The, the, you know the truth is that the, our spiritual hairs are actually in our heart. You know, we have physical hairs, but my spiritual hair is in my heart. God speaks to me in my heart. That's where I know, uh, that's where our relationship is consolidated. But Satan has a way of blind, you know, of blinding people, blinding their heart also towards what God is saying. Second Corinthians chapter 4, uh, when you read from verse, verse 3 and 4, you hear what the scripture says there about unbelievers. And that's part of what we're going to be praying about tonight. It said, but even if our gospel is veiled, to veil something means to cover it. If our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing. Verse 4 says, Whose mind the God of this age has blinded who do not believe. Lest the light of the glorious gospel, uh, the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine in their heart. What did he say? What was he saying there? That it's possible for the act of a person to be veiled so that they won't be able to receive the gospel. You know, sometimes we try to preach the gospel to your friend who is an unbeliever whose heart is already veiled without, you know, speaking to this person, I mean, to, to, speaking to God about this person or burning the devil and rebuking the spirit, veiling their heart. You share, share, share. They won't understand what you're saying. Sometimes you feel you are the one that's not good enough. So you call Pastor TJ. <laughs> You call a spiritual juggernaut. <laughs> you say, come and help me speak to this person. You know, <laughs> you know, there's nothing, if somebody is blind, it's not about the intensity of your light, it's that they cannot see. Yeah. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So if you bring floodlight, it doesn't change anything. If you come with torchlight, it doesn't change anything. If our gospel is hidden, it's because it's, it's, their mind is veiled. Now, that is acceptable for an unbeliever. And that's why we need to pray that God opens their mind. That's why we need to pray and tear off whatever is covering their mind. But what about when the mind of a believer is veiled? That is calamity. Because tonight, we're not talking about our unbeliever friends. Yeah. We're talking about ourselves. Anyone joining me from home or wherever you are, I need you to understand it is a calamity for a believer to have his or her mind veiled from the will of God and from divine purpose, especially in times of crisis. 
especially in times of crisis. Isaiah 42, when you read from verse 18, 19, and 20 from New King James Version, Isaiah 42, verse 18, he said, Hear you deaf, and look you blind, that you may see. Who is blind but my, my servant? Or who is deaf as my messenger, whom I send? Who is blind as he who is perfect? Or who is supposed to be perfect? Who is supposed to be righteous? So it's possible for a righteous person, it's possible for a believer to have their mind veiled. Said, and blind as the Lord's servant, seeing many things, but you do not observe. Opening the ears, but he does not hear. And that God was describing his beloved Israel. So it's possible for a believer to be in that state. And tonight we are going to take authority over anything that may be veiling anybody's mind here, veiling your heart, covering your heart. And preventing you to, from being able to uh, enjoy divine guidance. And hear the voice of God. And understand what is ahead of you. And understand the path that you, you ought to go. Because scripture says, it says in the book of Isaiah, Isaiah 48 or so, he said, I'm the Lord God, your Redeemer. The one who teaches you to profit and leads you in the way that you ought to go. Glory be to Jesus. As we pray tonight, I just want to highlight this a uh, uh, few things that we're going to pray about. Going to pray about. And I, I, I need you, everyone online, I need you to get set to pray. And it's going to be a bit unconventional how we're going to pray tonight because I would want each and every one of us uh, to pray uh, specifically in the areas that there's a witness in our heart that this is an area that I need to deal with. This is an area that I need to work on. So, Things are blind, that can blind the mind of believers. Can you, can you put that slide up for me? Yeah. The things that, that, that blind us as believers. They, we're not talking about unbelievers right now. When it comes to believers, many people struggle to gain divine direction or hear from God. And they don't know that they need to deal with certain things. And some of these things need to be dealt with in the place of prayer. They need to be dealt with in the place of prayer. Ladies and gentlemen, it's possible for sin. It's not just that it's possible, it's the reality that sin, consistent life of sin, even if you're a believer, I don't know if you're getting what I'm saying tonight, yeah, allowing a besetting sin, it will not reduce how much God loves you, but it will put a load of guilt and condemnation in your heart to the point that you may not be able to hear God again. Many people struggle with that and complain. I don't know why I'm not able to hear God. Romans 8 when you read from verse 5. Romans 8 from verse 5. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the spirit, the things of the spirit. It says, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. And that's the peace you need to guide you. You know, Philippians 4 and verse 6 says, don't be anxious for anything, but in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7 says, and the peace of God that surpasses all understanding shall uh, 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 guide, guard your heart. It shall guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. It will garrison your heart so that, you know, as a child of God, 
when your heart is troubled about something, you pray, you pray, you cannot find peace. That's not, you, you can't venture that time. You, that's not the time to move and take action. Because God guides us by his peace. But said to be carnally minded is dead. That peace will not be available when we're not spiritual minded, when you know, we allow condemnation and guilt because of a life of sin. If not for anything, wake up to righteousness and holiness this season because you need divine guidance. You can't be meddling with sin and expect that God will be there to be guiding you. Guiding you in your sin? <laughs> Can you put, it, put, put, put that slide back up there? Yeah. Sin, selfishness. As we pray tonight, these are the things... Whether you are here live or you are, or you, you know, you are online, these are the things we're going to be praying about. And I'm almost definitely sure that each and every one of us will have one or two. The best of us will have two that you need to pray about, including myself. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. Selfishness. It's difficult for a selfish person to hear from God in certain areas because you want to make a decision because of your flesh. What pleases you? Pride is the same thing. The Bible says God receives the proud and give grace to the humble. Yeah. And the meek, the meek person is the person that he will show knowledge and he will guide in the way that he has to go. Sometimes pain, pain veils, you know, our mind from being able to take, gain direction. People, you know, over, you know, they fantasize with pain. The, 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 the voice of the pain is so loud it's just like when somebody has been hurt in a relationship. Yeah. Maybe God is saying, forgive. Or apologize. Or something like that. But the pain is so strong. Instead of a blessing, a curse is what is coming out of your heart towards that person. How then do we think we can be guided if we allow pain to be that strong? Uh, sometimes it's super abundance. When, when everything just seems to be opening up and everything is fine, you just think that you're smart. And you no longer ask the Holy Spirit any question. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you went for that interview, you blasted, you blasted that one. You know, you even go for an interview, you won't pray again. Because you have been blasting everything. Am I saying the truth? Yeah. When you know you cannot, you, you don't have to pray for certain supplies to come. But lack is also there. Sometimes because of lack, is what guides some people. As in, I don't know if, how, how to put what I'm saying. When uh, uh, somebody says, don't do that, you know, and say, why? He said, because it may not be the best, but it, it will pay me the best money. You know, some people want to take a job, and rather than asking God, which job should I take? The question they ask is, which one pays most? Because they've suffered certain kind of lack and deprivation, the only thing they want is more money, nothing more. Even if, you know, the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is a way of destruction. So, lack is there. Routine. It blinds people's mind. When sometimes we become routinous. I mean, if I leave church tonight now, for instance, and I want to drive to my house. Because it's routine. Sometimes I've even gotten home, lost in thought, to, before I think of, how did I even get here? When something has become routine, you don't ask questions again. So, there's lack of dependency. Sometimes God wants you to take another route. But because it has become routinous to you to go this way, 
Even the day that there may be danger on that particular path or the way you used to do things because your mind has been accustomed to it, you don't ask any question again. Somebody understand what I'm saying tonight? Some, I mean, somebody here tonight, you need to break certain, uh, uh, I mean, trust the Holy Spirit to help you break certain routine. Yeah. The way and methodology that you have engaged in doing certain things that may be, have become dangerous for this time. Some people are running business and they run it based on certain routine. When they pray, they're not open to God saying, change that methodology, do it this way. And what worked last year may not work this year. Is somebody sitting here with me tonight? Yeah. If you're online, say amen. <laughs> Go to the chat room and just type it, say I hear. I'm hearing you, pastor. Yeah. Because what worked last year may not work this year. The times are changing very rapidly. And it's a blessing, a blessing for a believer to be able to hold hands with God and trust him to change any routine. Rebellion is another one. Rebellion. Rebellion. Because sometimes God is speaking. People are not hearing. Because you just feel that you are now a big girl or a big boy. You know, I'm, I'm a parent of teenagers right now. Teenagers love self-expression. Which is not bad. Because that's where all of us started from. But some people want to live like that forever. You just want to assert yourself. You just want to do stuff. You're reading the Bible and you're still struggling with the Bible. A real believer, disciple of Christ, believes that the Bible is infallible. And you follow it the way it is. That's what makes you a, 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 you know, a disciple of Christ. But some people struggle. You quote scripture to them and they'll say, God understand. Just rebellious. And the last one, just for tonight, another time we may... We may Drill into more. But somebody may even be here tonight or online. You have your own to add to it. Feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Feel free. Feel free. Because even after I've written all this, I was asking myself, so where did unforgiveness fall in? And I see it in, I mean, what causes it? Is it not rebellion or pain and all that? So it falls in somewhere. But for some people, it's anger. The anger is just so much, you can't hear God again. And the last one is complacency. Yeah. When you feel contained. When you just feel it's okay. Everything is okay. I don't want anything. And God says, even if you don't want it, I want to use you. So because I want to use you, I want to expose you to something. You know, some people get to a point where they say, I have too many friends. I don't even want to meet anybody again. Have you heard that before? How, do, how then will God make you a blessing to many more people? If it's about you, you don't want to meet anybody again. When it comes to a relationship, you are complacent. But the Bible says God is God that puts the solitaries in family. And he may still want to put you in other relationships. For his own purpose, not yours. But except you open up to it. Yeah, except you open up to it. Except you open up to it. Because some people feel the only time you get a, a new relationship is if you want to marry or you want, want partnership in business and all that. People's trouble... You know, it's just too much. I don't want to meet anybody again. So I come to church, I just sit. We share the grace, I look for the next exit, boom, I'm gone. Don't greet me because I don't want. <laughs> so when it comes to relationship, you become complacent. Come complacent. That was what happened to the woman at the well. Let me close on that as we pray. Jesus was very intentional 
about walking up to that woman, the woman of Samaria, to ask her for water. Who needs who? Jesus does not need anybody, so to speak. He already has his disciples. But he, the issue was that he, 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 wants, he just knew that to fulfill his assignment, he had to continue to touch lives and meeting people. Woman, give me water. You understand what happens there? I don't want to get into the scripture because of time. The woman said, why are you, being a Jew, asking me for water and all that? Before you know it, the supernatural broke out. When we refuse to hold on to or be, feel content or contained, you know, contained where we are, we become the hands and the legs of Jesus, or of God, and the mouth of God in situations of life. When we know that God can use us at any given point in time, we don't feel so contained that we don't want to break out of our complacency. Because from that point on, as Jesus opened up to that conversation, and the woman started asking questions, Jesus answered her and said to her, if you know the gift of God, if you know the gift of... You know, sometimes you say it in your heart. <laughs> sometimes I get into a place and I greet people. I just greet quietly and I sit down. And nobody pays attention. And in my heart, I'm saying, if you know the gift of God. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when I'm outside, outside the country. You know, because nobody knows you. You know, you just feel if you know the gift of God. And then the only people will tell you, you to demonstrate the gift of God. Reach out to somebody. Walk across the room. Introduce yourself. Break the complacency. Break the silence. I don't know uh, uh, who I'm speaking to tonight, but I know there's somebody here. You need to break that complacency in certain area or the other because God wants to speak to you. He wants to use you, and it's only when you're willing to put yourself out there. Glory be to Jesus. Everyone in the auditorium, can you rise up on your feet? If you're joining us online, it's time to pray. Uh, and I wanted to just lift your two hands to Jesus tonight as we start to pray and just bless the name of Jesus for an opportunity to be in his presence Father, what a blessing to be in your presence again tonight. What a blessing. What a blessing. Thank you for bringing us uh, into the month of June. Will you go ahead and just bless him? Bless him for bringing us into the month of June. Bless him for bringing us into the month of June. And I want you to just dedicate yourself afresh to him tonight. Uh, Father, I receive grace to pray. I receive grace to pray in your presence tonight. I receive grace to pray. Somebody lift your two hands and say, I receive the spirit of grace and supplication. As we have, uh, approach the throne of grace tonight. Father, we thank you for the benefit and the privilege of being called your children. We thank you because we can come boldly to you. And place a demand. Because we are not strangers to you. We are your children. Somebody uh, bless him tonight and just appreciate him for the benefit of being able to call him daddy. Abba father. Father, we bless your name. Father, we bless your name in every tongue and in every language, in understanding and in the spirit. We declare tonight that you are our God, you are our Father, a great King, great God, King of kings, Lord of lords, immortal, invisible, the only wise God. We bless your name and we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you for the benefit of sin and other month. We thank you and we bless you. We thank you and we bless you. We thank you and we bless you. Thank you and we bless you. We give you glory and we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you praise. We give you glory and we give you praise. Can you put Psalm 32 and verse number 7 on the screen for me? That's where we're going to start from tonight. 
Psalm 32 and verse number 7. It says, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble and you shall surround me with songs of deliverance. I want you to lift your two hands to Jesus tonight and say, Father, you are my hiding place. You shall preserve me from trouble and you shall surround me with songs of deliverance. Lift your two hands to him tonight and begin to declare it. I declare in the month of June is songs of deliverance. Songs of deliverance. Not songs of failure, not songs of despondency, uh, not songs of lack, but songs of deliverance. You surround me with songs of deliverance. Somebody, this season, when men say there's a casting down, you are hearing songs of deliverance. So you are declaring that there's a lifting up. Lift your two hands to him tonight and declare it. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, as I step into the month of June, I declare, I hear songs of deliverance only. In the name of the Lord Jesus, you are my hiding place. You are my hiding place. I decree and declare in the month of June that my steps are preserved from trouble. In the name of Jesus, somebody speak speak to june speak to june speak to june uh, and declare in the name of jesus god is my hiding place and i'm preserved from trouble and i hear only songs of deliverance songs of deliverance songs of deliverance somebody declare tonight Declare it, declare it over the different aspects of your life that you are hearing only songs of deliverance. 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 Declare it, declare it over the month of June. Father, you are my hiding place. And you hide me from troubles. And you surround me with songs of deliverance. Ekenda rudo gobose, mamba nikeli kerende bosha tia, ekerede gobosha. I hear songs of deliverance only. Makrando logo bosha tayaba. Songs of divine help. Songs of divine intercession, interventions. Songs of deliverance. Manta kalagra debosha tia andaranda gobosha ta. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, everlasting Father. In the precious name of Jesus, we are praying. Say better amen, somebody. Amen. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 15. Colossians 3 and verse 15. We're going to be praying about the peace of God. You know, I quoted uh, Philippians 4 and verse 7 earlier. 
where it says, and the peace of God that surpasses understanding shall guard your heart. Colossians 3 and 15 says, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Now, as we pray this prayer, I wanted to pray it in twofold. And everyone joining us online, I wanted to pray this prayer in twofold. One is that, Father, in the month of June, grant me grace for a heart of gratitude. Yeah. And as I embrace gratitude, let your peace guide me. Yeah. The peace of God that surpasses understanding. You know, there are decisions you want to make. You don't understand why you must go that way. When it's based on your understanding, it may be right, but it's limited to your understanding. But there are things that God will reveal to you. That's why the Bible says, the peace of God, Philippians 4 and 7, He said, and the peace of God that surpasses understanding shall guard your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And let that peace of God rule, you know, let it rule in my heart. Let it be the umpire in my heart. Let it guide me as I remain thankful every day of the month of June. Lift your two hands to Jesus tonight and I want you to pray that prayer from those two perspectives. Father, grant me grace in the month of June to remain uh, with a heart of gratitude. If there's anyone here who has been complaining and murmuring, I need you to repent as you pray this prayer. I say, Father, help me, help me to walk away from complaints and murmur, murmuring in the name of Jesus. Every time I'm tempted to murmur and to complain, Father, by the help of your spirit, jack me back to life. Jack me back to the reality of the things that you are doing. That my heart may be, uh, that I may be thankful and I may be filled with gratitude in the month of June. Uh, somebody start. Father, grant me grace to be thankful, to be grateful in the name of Jesus. And I invite your peace. I invite your peace. I invite your peace. I invite your peace. Your peace that surpasses understanding. That it will guard my heart. That your peace may rule in my heart. Somebody in the month of June, you are enjoying the peace of God. That peace is guiding you in all of your decisions. At home, at work, uh, the peace of God is guiding your heart in the name of Jesus. Declare it by faith tonight. Thank you, everlasting Father. In the precious name of Jesus Christ. Somebody say better. Amen. Amen. We're still praying. And I want us to pray this prayer again, but in a, from a different perspective. See, when we talk about the peace of God, sometimes we find ourselves in the midst of the storm. And we want the storm to calm, to be calm. As in, the storm to calm down. But God wants us to calm down. 
He wants to be our peace in the midst of the storm. Because when it becomes your peace in the midst of the storm, you will use storms for toothpick. Literally speaking. As in, he said, the devil, you tell the devil, is that your best? Even the devil will know that this person has changed. Look at, I don't want to get into scripture because of time, but look at Jesus and his disciples. Don't you care that we perish? That's what somebody's saying to God right now. Don't you care that I, I don't, I've not had a job in a while? Don't you care that this marriage is going to break down? Don't you care that I've been broke? That was how the disciples went to meet Jesus. In King James said, care is no doubt that we, that we're perishing. Jesus was at peace in the hinder part of the boat, in King James' language. And he was sleeping with a pillow. It's when you are that peaceful that when the storm comes, you have the infantry to rebuke. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. That's why you need to pray this prayer. The Father, grant me the gift of peace. Oh, oh, your, oh, oh. Let your covenant of peace abide with me in the month of June. Even in the midst of the storm, I know your peace makes a difference. Somebody right now, whatever storm you're going through, whatever you're joining this service from tonight, I want you to, for a moment, lose focus of the storm and focus on the peace of God that must come into your own heart. Because when the peace of God takes residence in your heart, there's no storm that can, that can shake you. Lift your two hands to Jesus tonight and say, Father, I invite you as Jehovah Shalom, my God of peace, into my heart tonight. And I enforce shalom in my heart. And I decree and declare tonight an hand has come to fear, to anxiety, to worry. Because I know the plans that you have towards me. They are plans to bless me and not to hurt me. Plans to give me a hope and a future and the expected end. So I want you to declare tonight the one who says I'm your peace. Say Jehovah Shalom, I invite you afresh into my heart. You said your covenant of peace you will not break. So I embrace your covenant of peace afresh tonight, Father. Somebody lift your two hands and pray in the Holy Ghost if you can. Marada Gabaya Bababa, Ekrandolo Brodo Kuso Suto Pra Angre Lique Shute Yende, Mangrana Labaya Baba, Reketo Korodo Gobosha, Ekranda Lagaba Bababaya, Mambra Neke Lique Tuso Suto Pre Ikre Deke Lobo Shute Yende, Mangre Leke Seseke Yede Bosha, Mambro Doko Shute Yede Kerede Gobosha, Ekanda Leke Sosoto Korodo Gobosha, Mambra Leke Shute Yende. Somebody engage the peace of God tonight. Engage the peace of God tonight. Engage the peace of God tonight. Somebody concerning that child, you need to engage the peace of God. You need to engage the peace of God. You need to engage the peace of God. Concerning that, that, that career, you need to engage the peace of God. So go ahead and engage the peace of God. And give Jehovah shalom. Uh, uh, uh. It's rightful place in your heart tonight. Concerning that relationship, 
Will you declare tonight I engage the peace of God and I enforce shalom. I enforce shalom. I enforce shalom in the name of Jesus. It starts from my heart before it gets into the situation. So I enforce shalom in my heart. Marando lobo shataya. Ekere de gebos. Manke no lo proto kushetia. E grende leke tuto pra angre leke leke boyo. Embronoko suso to pra angra neke leke bosha. Somebody concerning that new project. Embrace the peace of God right now. Embrace the peace of God right now. In your heart. In your heart. Somebody who has been meddling with fear of the unknown, fear of the future. The one who goes before you. Uh, is the God of angels army is the one who goes ahead of you is the one who goes ahead of you so you embrace your peace embrace your peace thank you Jesus can we sing that song it's my peace we take one or two more prayer points before we take the communion tonight. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your two hands to him tonight. We just sing it maybe just once or twice, if you can. Yeah. He's my peace when trouble blows. Jehovah sees. Jehovah knows. He's my peace. When sorrow needs yes, yes, yes. Jehovah sees Jehovah knows Say he's my peace When trouble flows Jehovah sees Jehovah sees Jehovah knows joining this service from call him your peace tonight call him your peace call him your peace call him your peace and just bless him and just bless him go ahead and bless him come on bless him tonight thank you Jesus thank you father thank you father Thank you, Father. We're going to pray 
last set of prayers tonight. I just want to read from 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And then we're going to put that slide back on the screen and we're praying against blindness of mind and eyes spiritually. 2 Corinthians 3 from verse 12 says, Therefore, since we have such hope, therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech, unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadfastly at the end of what was passing away. But their minds were blinded. For until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Say so the veil is taken away in Christ. Somebody say, I'm in Christ. So the veil has been taken away from my heart because I'm in Christ. Oh, say it one more time. Say, because I'm in Christ. So he said, in Christ, the veil is taken away. But even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil lies in their heart. Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. We're going to speak against every veil. Every veil, anything that constitutes a covering that makes me not to see the will of God, let alone walk in it. Say, so now the Lord is the, is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of God, he says we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of God. You see, when you have a better last year, it's possible that a veil is responsible. Because he said in verse 18 there, we all with unveiled face, beholding us in a glass, the glory of God, he said we are changed, we are transformed from one level of glory to another. That's the will of God for you and I. And it happens when we have an unveiled face, an unveiled mind. Lift your two hands with me tonight and begin to declare it in the name of Jesus, every veil. Can you, can you put that slide back on? Uh, and this is the time for us to pray about these things. The things that cause blindness, uh, that, that, that placates our minds from being able to see what God is doing. And I want you to begin to declare tonight every veil, every covering, everything that reduces my sensitivity, everything that blinds me uh, from seeing the will of God, understanding the will of God, or hearing the voice of God. I stand against them tonight in the name of Jesus, and I take my authority in the name of Jesus. And I want you to begin to declare whatever is on the screen that pertains to you. I want you to break its hold over your heart and over your mind. Somebody stand against the hold of anger in the name of Jesus. He said, be angry but sin not. Every unholy anger that will take me away from the will of God. Every unholy anger that will take me away from the will of God. I stand against it tonight in the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody needs to pray against pride in the name of Jesus. Pride can be a veil. When that pride kicks in, you don't see anything else but that which tickles your fancy. And I need you to pray and stand against it tonight. Lord, give me a heart of humility that I may not walk away from your will. Uh, that I may be able to submit to your will and to your purpose. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Somebody declare tonight. Declare tonight. Somebody needs to break the hold of a besetting sin. 
that sin that brings guilt and condemnation that keeps you in the wilderness in the, your experience with God so that you, it, it makes you feel alienated from God I want you to stand against our besetting sin tonight and declare it in the name of Jesus as many as many as many as many as are led by the Spirit of God they are the sons of God no veil, no covering in the name of Jesus I stand against every covering from being able to be led of God every covering anything that shields my mind that shields my ears from being able to hear from God in the name of the Lord Jesus I stand against them somebody break the hold of ungodly routines every routine uh, that will take me away from, from, from new wine from new ideas from new things that God is doing I stand against them I break the hold of such routines over my life I receive fresh rhythms of grace fresh rhythms of grace fresh rhythms of grace new rhythms of grace new routines that will order me into the fullness of God's will for this season in the name of the Lord Jesus somebody declare 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 it in any aspect of life where you are feeling pain and that pain is making you make the wrong decisions uh, hurts hurts pain of the heart I want you to stand against it tonight in the name of Jesus that you will not be derailed in the name of Jesus you will not only listen to your pain you will hear the voice of God the Lord is that spirit and wherever the spirit of the Lord is there is liberty and we all with unveiled face somebody declare tonight ah, my face is unveiled my heart is unveiled my spiritual ears are unveiled in the name of the Lord Jesus in the month of June I hear the voice of God I gain divine direction I walk in divine guardians in the name of Jesus I enjoy walking in the will of God veils are removed veils are removed somebody begin to plead the blood of Jesus over your heart in the name of Jesus plead the blood stand on the premise of the blood and decree tonight that veils are removed so I enjoy the presence of God I hear God easily and freely around the lake Bosha. I am not like the mule uh, that need to be harnessed in the name of Jesus the Lord is my shepherd I'm a sheep of his pasture I'm not a goat I'm a sheep in the name of Jesus and in every aspect of life I remain a sheep in the name of Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus in the precious name of Jesus we are praying Somebody shout a better amen. amen. Somebody shout a believing amen. amen. 
As we wrap up prayers tonight, we're going to partake of the communion. Everyone joining us online, it's time for you to put communion material around you. And uh, so that you can join us as we partake of the communion tonight. As we do, I just want to read a portion of the scriptures. When Jesus resurrected from the dead, there was an account in the book of Luke. Thank you. The book of Luke, chapter 24, I think from about verse 28, Jesus appeared to the disciples. Luke 24, from about verse 28, Jesus appeared to the disciples and he walked with them on the way to a place, a city called Emmaus. And as they walked on the road, he was having a chat with them. He was expounding the scriptures to them. And in verse 28, the Bible says, Then they drew near to the village where they were going, and he indicated that he would have gone farther. But they constrained him, saying, Abide with us, for it is toward evening. And the day is spent. And he went in to stay with them. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then, somebody say then. Right then, at that moment, the Bible says, then their eyes were opened, and they knew him, and he vanished from their sight. And look at what they said. The Bible says in verse 32, and they said to one another, did not our heart burn within us while he talked with us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? We knew there was something. Our heart was burning within us, but yet we did not recognize the Messiah. But as he picked the bread and he broke the bread and he offered it to them, the Bible says that their eyes became open. Yeah. Their eyes became open. Then their eyes were open. And they knew him before he vanished from, from their sight. Tonight, as we partake of the communion, I want to trust God with everyone tonight, whether online or on-site, that as we partake of this communion tonight, Jesus said, whoever will partake of my body and my blood, he said, that person has my life in him. As you partake of the body of Jesus and his blood tonight, the life of Jesus will surge into your being afresh. Every veil shall be removed in the name of the Lord Jesus. And grace shall be released over you tonight to walk in divine guidance. Before we partake of the table of the Lord tonight, I just love to pray for anyone. This is what you need. You need the blood. It washes our sins away. But there's still a need for anyone tonight who may not know the Lord as your, uh, as your personal Savior or who may be a, a backslider, who may have backslidden. For you to just say, Father, forgive me my sins. Forgive me my sins. And then you partake of this table tonight and the sins are washed away forever. And this blood purges our conscience from dead works. So we don't continue on the same path. With all that's bowed, while we remain standing and everyone online, before we pray over the communion materials and partake of them, if there's anyone joined to this service tonight who may be saying, Pastor, 
far away from God, I don't know Jesus as my Lord and personal Savior. Or anyone who may be saying, I said the prayer before, but I backslid into sin and I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Can I ask that you just shoot up your right hand above your head and let me say a prayer with you. Whether you are rededicating your life or, or, or you, you, you have never given your life to Christ before, just lift your right hand up, wherever you may be right now, on site, online, I want to pray for you. I want to pray for you. God will start something new in your life and you will never be the same again. I want to give my life to Jesus or I want to rededicate my life to Jesus. Can you just lift your right hand above your head and let's pray together. Let's pray together. Let's pray together. If you're online and you're joining this prayer, whether you're on site also, you're joining this prayer, I want you to say after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you tonight. I ask that you forgive me my sins and that you cleanse me from every unrighteousness. I receive you tonight as my Lord and my personal Savior. Fill my heart with your spirit and give me a new beginning. And somebody saying, Lord, tonight I rededicate my life to you. Keep me from falling and guide me into the fullness of your will for my life. Thank you for accepting me just the way I am. In Jesus' precious name. And everyone who believes here, believe in amen. amen. Let's pray over the communion materials. Father, in the name of Jesus, we do this tonight in remembrance of your sacrifice on the cross. You said as we partake of your body and your blood, we have your life in us. So we declare tonight that your life, the life of the flesh that is in the, uh, in the blood, we declare tonight that that life surges through our being. So everyone joining this service tonight and partaking of this table with us, we decree and declare that the power of sickness is destroyed over your life. So we receive God's healing power over you right now. As you partake of the communion tonight, receive your healing. In the name of Jesus, we rebuke the spirit of infirmity in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, and we decree, go in the name of Jesus. We decree and declare tonight, as we partake of the communion, that our hearts are purged from dead works. Our consciences are purged from dead works. So we receive the life of God in our spirit. And we decree tonight that veils are removed. Veil from hearing God. Veil from seeing what God is doing. Veil from understanding the scriptures and the will of God. We decree such veils are removed. In the name of Jesus. The veil of anxiety, of worry, of fear, of anger, of complacency, of hopelessness. Removed in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the month of June filled with victory in the name of Jesus. We thank you because in the month of June we're here. We're surrounded with songs of deliverance. And our steps are ordered into the fullness of what you have in mind for us. We thank you everlasting Father. We thank you everlasting Father. We give you glory and praise. Thank you for unusual divine interventions. Thank you for the outbreak of the supernatural 
in and around us. In Jesus' precious name. And somebody say, believe in amen. amen. Please go ahead and partake. And partake. Go ahead and partake. You are my peace. Yes, peace like no have your seat hallelujah can you please celebrate um our lead pastor for that powerful word tonight hallelujah we can do better than that please we can do better than that okay thank you so much um our service is not complete if we don't give to the lord i want us to package a special offering unto god um tonight or whatever time uh, for those that are joining us online um, please I want you to package your offering uh, for those of us joining online I want you to go to our chat room and you will see a link where you can give or you can go to our website elevationng.org forward slash um, give and then for those of us in house um, we have various channels at which we give and it's been displayed on the screen you can also if you want to give with your bank card we have pos at the back of the auditorium you can just find your way there we have officials that will help you and if you want to give a physical offering please look in front of your seat there will be an offering envelope we want to give to god honorably and want to give god with a heart of gratitude and the bible says that the lord loves a cheerful giver and so therefore i want you to package your offering and you can also do a transfer or do us a check in the name of the Elevation Church. So we have various platforms and I want you to engage all of that platform. And if you have done that, please, um, let's pray. Um, let's raise up our offering. If you are giving uh, electronically, please just raise your hand as we 
decree God's blessing over the offering. Father, we thank you uh, for what you have given unto us. We thank you because all that we have and all that we have belongs to you. And out of what you have given unto us, we are giving back to you. And we pray that the remaining that we have, you will bless and multiply in the mighty name of Jesus. And we pray that all through the days of our life, we will live in abundance in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you and we give you praise. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Okay, for those of us that want to give a physical offering, our ushers will go around. Please um, drop your offering with smile. Praise God. I know you can't, I can't see the smile, but um, please just smile. I, I believe that you are smiling behind the um, face mask. Hallelujah. Okay, um, we are going to watch a video outro, but before that, um, we have some special people in our midst tonight. They are joining us. They are here physically and they are also online they are very important personality people that we call vip so if it's your first time um, coming to the elevation church we are so happy and we are so excited to have you in our midst tonight so if it's your first time at the elevation church and you are here tonight i want you to please signify by raising your hand and elevation church can you please celebrate these wonderful people please if you're first time please raise your hand can you please stand can you please stand for those of us joining online? Um, there is a link in the chat room now. I want you to go to that link and I want you to click the link. We have a special gift for you. If it's your first time, let us know in the chat room. Let us know and by typing, I am a guest or it's my first time. We want to engage with you after now. Praise the Lord. Thank you for those of you that are joining us. Uh, this is the Elevation Church. Our mission is to make greatness common. Our pastor is Pastor Godman and Bolaniwa Akinabi and Pastor Godman uh, brought the word to us tonight. And if you want more of that, where it came from, I would ask that you come another time. And if God is putting it in your mind for you to be a member of our church, we want you to prayerfully consider making Elevation Church your home church. And we have given you a gift. Please look into that back. We have. You can please have your seats. Sorry, please have your seat. Um, please pick out the card, fill it with accurate information so that we can engage with you after now. And for those of you online, we also want you to click on that link. We won't bug you. We just want to send you a gift, a soft copy of our lead pastor's book. And we also want to engage with you. One more time, can we please celebrate our guest? Hallelujah. This Sunday we are is our first Sunday and it is our Thanksgiving service. I want us to come ready and invite our friends and also we are starting a new series the supernatural uh, it's going to be amazing so i want you to bring a friend to church whether those of us here physically or those online we have various channels in which you can use to invite people uh, on our social media platform you can download them send those invites put it on your whatsapp dp put it on your stories on instagram if you're on tiktok please put it there and bring people to church this sunday it's going to be amazing we're also going to have thanksgiving and if you have a special Thanksgiving baby or your wedding anniversary or your birthday, uh, you can come for our third service where we are going to recognize you specially. And so before we close the service, there's a video announcement. And after that, I'm going to come back and we're going to close the service. So uh, multimedia, are you ready? So I just want you to take the next one minute to watch the video outro. I'll be back. That was a wonderful service, and we trust you were blessed. Why not worship with us this Sunday, either in person or online? Please note that for crowd control purposes, 
you're required to book your seat in advance. And if you prefer the in-person service, our registration portals opens every Friday at 12 noon via elevationng.org forward slash book your seat. Our online morning prayers, Ignite, continues tomorrow through Friday at 6 a.m. GMT plus one on Zoom and MixLR. God is answering prayers, filling us with testimonies and changing lives daily as we pray. Invite all your family and friends and don't forget to share your testimonies. Career Fair comes up on Saturday, June 12th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Priestess Conference Center, Leggy. This event provides an avenue for career professionals to learn from top executive business leaders, learn to manage workplace challenges better, amongst others, attend live interviews, and possibly secure job offers. It is open to TEC and non-TEC members, so please invite your friends and loved ones. Kindly register via the link now displayed. Our media conference, Accelerate, themed Waymaker, is coming to you with a powerful lineup of worship ministers such as Nathaniel Bassi, Tokwe Alabi, Junsi Oyekon, Olumide Iyun, Efe Nathan, and our very own Elevation Priest of Praise. The conference will hold online and in person from Wednesday 30th of June to Friday 2nd of July. For more information and to pre-register, please visit elevationng.org forward slash accelerate. If you have attended our membership class, we encourage you to join the TEC workforce today. To do so, you need to attend TechEye, which is our Workforce Growth Path courses. What's more, these courses are now available at your convenience, either through a six-week self-paced plan via learning.elevationng.org or through the three-month Zoom option. To register for Zoom classes, please visit elevationng.org forward slash TechEye. The self-paced learning management system starts whenever you sign up whilst the Zoom option starts this Saturday, 5th June. Do register now. A new semester of Connect Groups has resumed. Remember, we've got several groups tailored to diverse interests and vocations. If you don't belong to a small group yet and you'd like to find one that suits you, please visit connectgroup.elevationng.org. For further assistance, please email smallgroups at elevationng.org. Our counseling team is available to speak with you, to put you in the right frame of mind, to steward exceptionally and to win at life. Please reach out through any of the numbers on the screen or via email to counseling at elevationng.org. Make vital connections that will better engage you with the supernatural. Join a small group today via Connect Group elevationng.org That's not all. We also have an online community where you can thrive. Simply visit onlinechurch.elevationng.org Subscribe, engage, get counsel, pray, and make friends. Log on to elevationng.org for slash resources and get fabulous branded merchandise, inspiring messages from our previous series, beautiful gift items, and amazing books by great authors. There are soul-lifting messages on breaking addiction, improving mental health, new believers, and many more, all available to download for free. You need information at your fingertips about what's going on in church? Please reach us on WhatsApp via the number now on display. Let us abide by God's word. 
to enable us plug into the supernatural this season. Till we see you on Sunday, do enjoy the rest of your week. valley of the shadow of death I will fear no evil and I will give you all the glory and all the thanks in all things because I know that through you my life has become beautiful I was made to prosper was made not to serve but to conquer I am marvelously helped to do all things through you and so to you my life I offer a thousand may fall on my left ten thousand on my right but none shall come near me because you have sent your angels to protect me. Build up with God because I'm marvelously helped. When I'm on my knees, I pray I'm marvelously helped. Please shine your light on me because, Lord, I need some help. Yeah, it up to God because I'm marvelously helped. I fix my eyes to the hill. My help is coming. Beyond my bills and my needs, I know it's got it. On Christ the solid rock, I stand. All of the crowd is sinking. Jesus, my constant help, I know I'm winning. Win it! When I get on my knees to pray, mountains are moving. I hear the chains falling, strongholds are breaking, showers of blessings are pouring. Overflow, overflow, I'm living in the overflow. Season of overflow, no pleasure, I'm marvelous. Give it up to God because I'm marvelously helped. When I'm on my knees, I pray I'm marvelously helped. Please shine your light on me, cause Lord, I need some help. Yeah, give it up to God because I'm marvelously helped. Give it up to God because I'm marvelously helped. When I'm on my knees, I pray I'm marvelously helped. Please shine your light on me, cause Lord, I need some help. Yeah, give it up to God because I'm. Yeah, Lord, I thank you for every occasion and morning Just thanks like your daily devotion Give you my life Till I have nothing left Cause you gave me a promise I'd be alright You told me don't worry Your blood on the cross was the sacrifice And in face of temptations Your word is a weapon in all situations I'm praying and listening and learning some lessons Through it all is just blessings on blessings With prayer and meditation on your word I found my purpose And when life's out of frame You there in the flash Helping me find my focus and when times are hopeless, you sent help. And said no matter what comes my way, you will lift me up if I get on my knees and pray. 